0: welcome back to please don't leave the table i'm your host celine and this is the podcast where every conversation matters through unpacking experiences both universal and individual the aim is to break down barriers and normalize necessary conversations on mental health and life in its entirety thank you for your energy for your attention and holding space for this episode i love you and as always thank you for hanging out hope you enjoy the episode Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Please Don't Leave the Table. I'm Celine. I hope that you guys are doing well. It has been a while since I've been back, but I'm so glad to be back. Um, The last episode that you guys would have listened to, which is a confidence episode, was recorded a while back. And then I realized I had it. And so I was like, if I have it, I may as well use it. Um, But ever since then, I had taken a massive break um, to sort of see where I was headed and see what I wanted to do with the podcast, with the store, with everything. And I really wanted to take a step back and make sure that I was going about things the way that was true to me. In all honesty as well, I've been very distracted with... Do you guys hear that? Is someone racing in my street? Um. Anyway, I really hope you guys can't hear that and that the mic doesn't pick up on that. But um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure that what i was doing was true to me and there was what the hell is going on outside why you guys need to understand that my street has like a dead end on it so it was like who was zooming up and down a dead end street it's just weird anyway so i keep losing my train of thought oh this is so annoying oh my goodness what is that okay hold on i'm going to i'm going to play curious curious george a little bit and check what's going on out there cuz that's insane Okay, I can't see anything because I live in an apartment complex, so obviously I can't see anything outside. But, sorry, I'm back. So, um, basically, yeah, I wanted to just see where my head was at, see what I wanted to do, see whether it was something I wanted to do anymore, and I have agreed collectively in my mind, body, and spirit that it is the best thing for me to continue, but to continue moving forward. Um, by checking on myself and checking in with myself regularly to make sure that this is something I want to do so yeah I'm back obviously this is something I wanted to do so you're hearing my voice yet again and I hope that the rest of the season goes really well in the time that I started the season up until now so much has happened and I'm so grateful for it because it means that I have more to talk about eh? and you guys have more content to listen to which is great um But yeah, that being said, all of my experiences in the last month or so have tied into today's topic, which is boundaries. And I'm really excited to be talking about boundaries today because it's something that I'm actively working towards at the minute and something that I've been, I've seen really, really good results from. And therefore I was like, hey, this is something I definitely want to talk about. This is something I definitely want to bring to people's attention and start a conversation on because boundaries, although everyone's like, Guard your peace, protect your peace, protect your heart. No one actually really talks about the impact of, you know, having boundaries or the lack of boundaries, how deeply that affects how we function as human beings and how we operate, especially in moments of connection with other people. Because I definitely think that boundaries has everything to do with our relationships, everything to do with how we interact with each other. And so... It's so weird that this is not spoken about more because it's literally the core and the foundation of every relationship in our lives. So I am really excited to deep like deep dive into this topic today. I hope that I can do it justice in the way that I am picturing in my brain. But we'll just have to see when I go back and edit this to make sure that it is good to post. Um so let's get into it, because I feel like it's gonna be actually no, I always say it's gonna be a long episode and then it's not, so you know what, I feel like it's going to be a very full episode, so let's, let's get into it. For me, boundaries are important. Um, I wanted to start with why, because I think that that's a great segue into everything else we're going to discuss in today's episode. Um, for me, when I first initially think of the word boundary, I think protection, I think shielding, I think guarding. And for me, that's exactly what boundaries do. In my life in the way that I use them at least for other people boundaries might be rules they might be restrictions they might be I don't know I, I don't know what boundaries look like for you but in my case um, boundaries protect and they shield and they're you know guarding something from the outside so um, yeah So I would like to say that for me, boundaries protect three main areas that all trickle into each other because they're all connected. Um, And I wanted to discuss those today and sort of explain how boundaries have helped me through, you know, this view of how boundaries work and how boundaries have shaped my life now. So um, at the really, at really the core of boundaries for me is myself obviously I'm having boundaries so that I can protect myself I have boundaries so that I can protect my inner child my hobbies my likes my dislikes everything that makes up the core of who I am at the center when no one's watching with no judgment just as I exist that version of me that sense of self is what I'm trying to protect at the end of the day, that is what makes me, me. It, It's what makes us different from each other. Wow, that just fumbled that really badly. Can I repeat that? Okay, hold up. <clears throat> I'm also recovering from a throat infection. So my throat is just, it's not doing as well as it normally should be. But hopefully it'll be fine. Um, I completely forgot the sentence I was supposed to repeat. But yeah, at the core, <laughs> at the core of my boundary setting, I am protecting myself, I am protecting everything that I love about me, everything that makes me who I am at my core, and part of that is protecting my inner child, who I am at my most innocent, and it's like, you know, what does little, like, little Celine like, and what does little Celine, you know, believe in, and all of those, so my belief systems, my Um, My dreams, my visions, my goals, everything that makes up my sense of self and what makes me different from the next person and what makes me different from you who's listening. um, Everything that makes us different from each other. That's what I think and feel makes up the core of who I am and who we are as human beings. And so that is like sort of area one. And then moving on to area two... That I, outside of protecting myself, I like to protect my peace and my space. And that is like my immediate external environment. So my family, my loved ones, my projects, my businesses, my career, my future. That is like everything that is not necessarily in me, but is directly outside me and will impact me greatly. That is another area that I'm always trying to protect now. And that's like, you know... Making sure my family is good because my family, I feel really deeply for them. So when they're hurting, I'm hurting. And my boundaries and making sure that my career and my businesses and my projects are doing okay because that's what's going to make me financially stable and therefore, you know, impact my sense of self because I'm like, okay, cool. I'm safe. I'm making money. Financially, I'm stable. So I have this sense of peace that comes along. So protecting my immediate environment is very important to me and is a level of boundaries Um, or boundary setting I should say that no one really talks about because we're so focused on like protect yourself protect your peace protect your mind and all that stuff that we never actually consider the impact that our immediate environment has around us even if it's external to us so how my house looks how my room looks if I just have a bedroom in like my family's house or how my car feels like my immediate environment that I'm interacting with on a daily basis has so much impact on who I am and how I function, how I think and how I view the world. I don't know if anybody else has this sort of um thing, but like for me, if I'm in a messy room, my brain sooner or later, it's going to start feeling cluttered. My brain just feels cluttered. I'm thinking a lot of thoughts. I'm like, I can't keep track of this. I can't keep track of that. I'm trying to find something in my room that I can't seem to find because I didn't put it in the right place and my room is messy and everything just seems so cluttered. But the second that I clean my room and vacuum it up and put everything where it's supposed to be, everything feels so much clearer and everything feels so much more. <clears throat> Sorry, I need to clean my throat. Jesus. <clears> throat> everything just feels so much more peaceful and like clean and it gives you so much clarity that's the word I get so clear-minded when my immediate environment is doing okay or when my my immediate environment isn't cluttered so that's the second sort of sector of my you know boundary setting that I make sure is in check as well because it affects myself and it trickles back into my sense of self My third environment, or my third category, I should say, is that my boundaries protect others. And this is like a weird one for me to discuss. It is also something that I've never heard being discussed before and a level of boundary setting that I'd never considered before I was writing up this episode. My voice is so croaky. Ugh. Everyone who's always like, Celine, you have such a nice voice. I love listening to the podcast. You guys are going to hate this episode because it, it, I don't know what is going on with my voice. I feel like I've been fine, but just now that I've decided to record an episode, the devil's working overtime. He's like, yeah, nah, you, you're not going to get this one out. And I'm like, "Bates, it's going out regardless. So <clears throat> please bear with me. <laughs> I really don't know what's happening with my throat. But yeah, I would say that protecting others is the third category because though I'm making decisions and boundaries and setting up, you know, standards for myself and to protect, like to protect myself and to protect my immediate environment, I'm also setting up boundaries to protect other people, people I'm in relationship with, people who I'm interacting with, my work colleagues, my acquaintances, people who I am open to or potentially going to interact with and that could be literally everybody anybody on planet earth that is the third category and I say that these three need to be existing and balanced because all of them trickle into the other if other people are not doing okay if I don't have boundaries for other people and to protect other people and myself then they can affect negatively my environment and then that can affect me negatively and then it's always in a consistent loop no matter where you start if my family and my loved ones are not doing well I won't be doing well and therefore my interactions with everybody even strangers will not be good interactions and those would just keep flowing into each other if I start it myself if I'm not okay I'm not treating my immediate environment okay and therefore my interaction with strangers and other people's boundaries that I'm trying to protect also will be at risk and will be threatened because I am not okay. So that's why I believe that all three of them are so, so crucial to consider and to evaluate and continuously go back to you to check up on because if you balance them properly your life is going to be not easy but your life is just going to be so much clearer and then you'll be able to spot problems so much easier however if you allow some sort of imbalance and especially a big imbalance in any of those three categories your life significantly is going to shift and your perception on your reality and on your life is going to change and affect other people affect yourself all of the above so I like to make sure that I am always operating from a space of abundance. Anyone who's really had a conversation with me about this knows how much I love talking about this whole idea um, of operating from a full cup. I do not like to give other people my time, my energy, my attention, my effort if I am not giving that to myself and if I'm not filling up my own cup first. And so... That's also why boundaries are so important to me because boundaries help me to fill up my cup and to keep my cup full so I can pour into other people and like spread that same, you know, abundance, I guess, so that I can give to people who don't have that so that they can fill their cups and then continue to fill other people's cups in their lives. So that's just how that chain works. And so, operating from a space of emptiness will breed resentment, always, I say that all the time, and it will leave you shortchanged. If you are operating from a place of emptiness, number one, you're going to want to tally people all the time. I did this for you, so how come you're not doing this for me? I did this for you, so it's your turn to do this for me. Um, It makes you record-keep, and I don't believe in relationships like that if you are operating like that in your relationships it's purely transactional not because you care about that person you end up doing things for that person just so that you can say that you did it and so you can keep a tally against them so that they can do something for you in the future and that's not how relationships to work like work at all you will be short changed if that's how you're moving through life and you will feel so empty and so bitter towards that person and that's why i say that it breeds resentment because you end up hating the other person and you're like, oh, damn, I did this and I did that and I did this and I did that and they only did this one thing for me and and it just, it becomes just so bitter and it just becomes so heavy and you can feel it in your body, like physically, even if something is mentally draining you, it catches up to you in the physical very, very, very fast and so, always breeding from a place of abundance is why I think that boundaries are so important I think that the protection of those three areas and the balance of them make my life so much better and so yeah I feel like boundaries just help me feel myself better to become a better person a better friend a better daughter a better sister a better girlfriend to someone it just makes me a better person overall and I do think that it has contributed to a lot of what I'm trying to do now in the life I'm trying to curate for myself now at this minute um because it allows me to consistently do like a a little audit, a little self-audit on my life to see what needs to be balanced, what needs to be changed, what needs to be, you know, adjusted so that my boundaries are in place, they're being respected, they're being seen and acknowledged, and also so that my life becomes more fruitful and I can focus on giving more of myself to other people because my cup is full and my boundaries fill up my cup and ensure that I'm not giving anything unless I am 100% okay to give and yeah so it's just made my relationship so much more fruitful so much more exciting so much more beneficial to me and to the other person because we're both reaping um benefits out of the relationship which is all that it should be so you having someone else's presence in your life should benefit you And that's not to say that, you know, oh my gosh, she only wants me in her life because I make her life better. Absolutely. That's the only reason you should want people in your life so that they make your life better so that they make your life easier. And if you're not doing that, then why have that person in your life? You do not want someone around you who's consistently draining your energy. You want people to pour into you so that you guys can maintain high energy levels, high, you know, frequencies of operating that you're consistently giving your best when you put yourself out there so at least that's what I believe um these are my own opinions obviously but yeah that's what I think and that's how I believe things work so I wanted to talk about some boundaries that I've set lately and why I've set them um I have really just set a couple of these within the last month or so Um, as a fallout because I found myself getting particularly drained and operating from that place of emptiness that I mentioned earlier. And so, number one on this list, I have saying no to going out, Um, (laughs) which is kind of contradictory when you think about it because I have been out a lot in the last two months. But I want to say that prior to setting this boundary, which I've now set in like the last week and a half, I was very much wanting to go out because COVID time, I didn't get to go out. And so I missed the first sort of two years of me hashing it out of my system and growing up a little um, because at age 18 and age 19, I was at home, (laughs) not going to any clubs, not going out anywhere anywhere um, realistically not going to any parties. People would invite me to parties and i would be like, no, or like, you know, there wouldn't be any parties because of COVID. And so I feel as though I had missed out on that sort of going out, getting ready, going out with friends, you know, having pre's and all of that stuff that I felt I needed to do that this year. I was like, I'm going to say yes to going out every single time. I'm going to live it up. I'm going to have every experience. And it was great. I don't regret going out on any of the nights or days I've been out. However, in the last sort of two weeks, it's caught up to me, especially after my 20th birthday, I have felt so drained. My social battery is dead. And also now I've realized that going out makes me more vulnerable to picking up certain energies that I wouldn't otherwise not normally interact with. At a party or at a night out, there are people there that you don't know will be there that show up and you're like, oh, I really wish this person wasn't here. They make me really uncomfortable. And so not being in control of who's going to be at a certain space and who's going to interact with me and who am I going to come into contact with has added a little bit to my level of anxiety. And I only have noticed it in the last two weeks because I've been thinking about it. And I'm like, this is something that's really bothering me after going out. Like I had a great time. I don't know why I'm upset. I don't know why I'm anxious, why I'm worried about this. Like what's going on? What's changed? And I finally through journaling and through reflecting was able to pinpoint it to the fact that sometimes if I see someone on social media, I'm like, okay, cool. That's social media. It is what it is. But then I'll see them... ...on a night out and I'll actually have to speak to them because like, obviously there's no bad blood, there's no awkward tension. So why wouldn't I speak to them? But I, sp- I would speak to them and then I would go home and be like, oh, I did not like how that conversation went. Oh, oh, I don't want this person to think that we're friends now. And that's not to be mean and be like, oh, I'm so much better than everyone, I don't need any new friends. But it's more of like, oh, I don't like what this person's about or me and this person would never mix or I am just anxious to make new friends to the point that I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have gone out because I didn't want to interact with this person. Now I've interacted with them. I've opened up a door and my mind was just spiraling. It was just crazy. So now (laughs) after making that realization, I am starting to say no to going out and I will go out with my friends. Obviously, if it's just going to be us, like a group of three or a group of five, and we're just going to go out randomly and see strangers oh I don't care I could care less but it's more so in environments where I know the people and where it's like a community that I'm consistently interacting with that make me a little bit anxious that's where I started to say no to going out and I usually have a gut instinct around certain events or certain people um, and certain energies that are there so just listening to that gut instinct a little bit more has helped me out uh, a lot So, um, second on my list, I have not speaking to people or unfollowing people with bad energy. Um, I haven't really unfollowed anyone lately. I have unfollowed maybe two, three people, four people, I would say that I no longer feel the need to follow. And sometimes it's not like, oh, I don't like this person. And like, I just want to like unfollow them. But it's more so that like, it's weirder that I'm following you than if I was unfollowing you, if that makes sense. I don't know if anyone has ever had this sort of interaction where you clearly, this person doesn't like you or clearly you don't like this person. So it's almost like, why, why am I doing this? And also having to see that person in in real life, you might be like, yeah, cool. But I also don't want to see your life, especially if it's an ex friend or an ex like, um, significant other or someone who you've learned something really bad about, there's no reason why I should be seeing you on my page. It, it literally sometimes has nothing to do with how I feel about you. I will still talk to you. If I see you in person, I will still interact with you. I don't know if anyone else feels like this or if it's just me, but I personally cannot go home, be lying in bed in the comfort of my own home in a comfortable space that I've made for myself. And then scroll on Instagram and see people that make me feel uncomfortable or see people that I no longer speak to. Why would I, why would I do that? It's like keeping tabs on like an ex-friend or keeping tabs on like an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend or keeping tabs on people who you no longer speak to, old work colleagues. Like why would I want you there unless we're friends or unless we interact or unless there's reason for us to still be in each other's lives. So that's something that I have started to do because there's no reason for me to entertain energies and agendas that make me feel anxious. Um, Put yourself first. Literally put yourself first. If someone has a problem with it, which I've had like one person, I think, or two people ask me like, hey, is everything okay? I thought we were good. Like, why do you unfollow me? And I'm like, oh, you know what? Honestly speaking, I see you doing this. And sometimes they'll be doing something really great with their lives. And I just need to like Unfollow them or mute them or block them so that I don't see that and then compare my life to theirs. I've literally done that before where someone was someone I like liked was doing really well in their life. She like got a house and she was buying a car and I immediately felt like jealous and also bitter. And I started comparing myself and I felt really insecure. And this was like this was like two years ago, mind you. This is not recent at all. Um, but that was an instant where I was like, I need to distance myself from this. I need to unfollow this person because consistently seeing this mentally is really frustrating me and is really just making me anxious. And when I see this person to this day, well I follow her now because I got out of my own head, um, I, I still interact with her. I'm like, Hi, how are you? Like how are you like are you doing well? Like how's everything? And I am really proud of my growth, part on my back. <laughs> we love to see it. Um, but like, it's, it's such a valid excuse. Having someone consistently doing really well. And if it's, if it's someone you like, especially can like compare yourself to and consistently are seeing, you have every right. You're within, within every right to mute or unfollow. If you're not too big on the unfollowing thing, mute someone for a while and make sure you're healing and working on yourself. And then unmute that person. What I'm saying here is not necessarily unfollow and like block people out and cut people off. It's limit your, you know, the way you access other people's lives. Social media has allowed us to access people's lives on such a personal level that I can see what you're doing every day of every week if you post about it. And we're not used to that. We're not used to the overexposure of people... People being happy in their highlight reels consistently every single day, 24 hours a day when we go on Instagram. That's exactly what it's for. So I do think that being really cautious and being super disciplined and honest with yourself about what makes you anxious, what makes you unhappy, what makes you insecure on social media will definitely help you to, number one, manage your social media skills better and also, number two, make sure you're not, you know, losing touch of reality And also three, it will maybe ease your connection with that person. You will not feel jealous. If you're jealous of someone, that's not a good relationship to have. You would rather be happy for that person and supportive of that person and grow as an individual in yourself and becoming who you want to be rather than, you know, have bad, bad interactions with someone. So Jesus, I'm burping as well. Gosh, first episode back is crazy. It's giving crazy energy. I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest. But anyway, we move. Um, So yeah, the third point I have is having time to myself at my home. This is two parts. So when I visit my family, I make sure that, you know, I'm mentally okay to visit my family. And that's not because my family mentally drained me or anything. But I want to, like I said before, fill my cup so I can be a better friend, be a better daughter, be a better sister to my brothers I need to make sure that I'm okay. So when I go home, when I prepare to go home, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go home for four days because I can give them my best for four days and then I can come back home. And when I'm here at my home, I have a roommate, I don't live alone. So making sure that, you know, I give myself some self-care, some time to myself and some time to be in solitude and in isolation, which I can do in my room, obviously, because we don't go into each other's rooms. Um, But having this space to myself, having the time to, you know, take a really long shower or to cook myself a meal has allowed me to set a really good boundary between both her and I. And also I find that that protects my mental health a lot because being at my family's home, obviously I was with my family 24-7 and I did not move out of my house for me to be with someone else 24-7. I would rather be with someone who's blood related to me. Um, but having a roommate is cool because... You are friends enough or close enough to live together, have a great time, be, you know, buddy-buddy, be friends, hang out and all that stuff. But you're also not that close that you need to be in each other's space all the time. So I've been maximising that for sure plenty. And sometimes, you know, I'll talk to her while I make dinner or I'll talk to her, you know, after she comes from work or after I come from work. And then after that, I'll be like, hey, good night. Like, I'm just going to go watch Netflix and I'm probably going to go to bed. So this is me for the night. And it would be at like 8 or 7 p.m. or sometimes 9 p.m. And it's great because we both sleep early anyway. But saying that and having the time to myself, it means that at 8 o'clock, I'm saying good night. Like, I'm going to go to bed. I'll see you in the morning and I can come in here at eight o'clock. I can clean my room. I can listen to some music. I can read a book. I can watch Netflix. I can talk to my mom on the phone. I can talk to my friends on the phone, have a FaceTime call. I can do whatever I want. Realistically, anything within these four walls, it's it's my choice. I can do whatever I want. I can relax. I can, you know, dance in here with the door closed. I can do whatever I want. And so having this time to myself at home, at my home is so beautiful and it's so worthwhile and such a lovely experience that I've started to get accustomed to as well um along with this is saying no to work this is so much easier if you're a casual employee which I am um if you are part-time and full-time oh I feel bad for you but saying no to work and is so good it's such a power move I feel like a girl boss when I can say no to work and it's literally just because some days I don't feel like it. If I, like, I know I have commitments. I know I have to pay rent. I know I have to pay for my car payments. I do enough to survive, okay, to put fuel in my car and to put food on a plate. But as far as overextending myself and overwhelming myself for the sake of a bag, I don't believe in that. I will never believe in overworking yourself and just pushing through it. Because for me, that when work becomes life, you forget what the real meaning of life is, and you can lose yourself so quickly. And that happens to me all the time. Like I'll just get like you know, I'm in my bag. I'm in my back. I'm just trying to. I understand for short term things. If I'm just wanting to save like five thousand really quickly, and I just want to work. Work, 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 get to the goal. That's fine. But I mean, as a means of living, that is not a way to live. You cannot just work, you know, seven days a week just for the sake of a bag. Like, when will you spend the bag? When will you see friends? When will you recharge and refuel and seek connection with the people that are closest in your life? If you can't do that, then there's something wrong. So I would say saying no to work has been the greatest gift of all time, especially as a casual employee. Once you rack up the courage and the bravery to just say uh, sorry, actually, I have a prior commitment, or sorry, no, I, I'm feeling really exhausted. I think I need to give myself a break. It is such a power move. I will never, ever, like, underestimate the, the privilege that it is to be able to say no to going to work, and so I really hope that everybody listening who has the opportunity to do so, and obviously, uh, under circumstances in which they can say no to one shift at least per three months on a day where they're just not feeling like it, definitely do that, because... Yeah. I mean, I feel like for me, it's really worthwhile. And I always say, you know, missing a day of work is not going to kill me like one day. Obviously I'm not going to go off for like a week or two if I don't have like something planned or like some savings planned on the side or extra money to be able to do that. I'm not just going to throw away all my responsibilities, but on a day, if I have like a four hour shift and I'm like, man, I, I find it, I'm finding it really hard to get out of bed. And I'm finding it really hard to commit to this today. If I don't have to, I won't. And I usually thank myself for it. I'm really good at using my discretion on when I should go to work and when I shouldn't. This is not to say that when I wake up some days, I'm like, "Ah, I actually don't want to go to work and I just go back to bed. Absolutely not. I also value other people's time and being a reliable employee. So definitely make sure that you're not just canceling your shifts. Okay. That's not what I am recommending at all in the slightest, but learning to give yourself a break, learning to say no to work places that... want you to do more than what you're required or more than you agreed to in your contract. Even saying no to work in the sense where you're quitting. Quit the job that doesn't fulfill you. And yes, it's hard. It, everyone might be thinking, julie has got her head in the clouds, don't know which planet she's living on. But it is so important to do something that fuels you. For me, I have a job in disability, which I feel like is so fulfilling. Even on a day where I'm like, oh, far out, I don't want to go to work. I feel as though once I get there and I am helping someone, it is so worth it. If you're working at Macca's and you're getting like fries thrown at you by angry customers seven days a week and your manager is treating you like shit and you're not getting paid as much as you think you should, I love McDonald's, okay? I personally would work at McDonald's even now um, just because I want hash browns on shift. Um, But literally just making sure that you are a-okay with, your workplace and how you're being treated when i worked at red rooster i hated it i hated it to my core i would literally go into the fridge drink a monster and cry it was not good at all in the slightest so always 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 say no to a workplace that isn't treating you how you're supposed to be treated and when you go into a good place a good workplace you're like oh my gosh i love it here i feel so fulfilled i feel so supported as you should because it's really not worth slaving away to make money for people who don't treat you well. If it's a customer, I mean, like, customers come and go, you know, but if it's a consistent um, case where your immediate environment at work, which is what I was saying before, your immediate external environment is not serving you, you need to leave. So, yeah, saying no to work has been a really good power move that I have added to my tool belt recently. Um, I've also been watching my social battery really closely. That goes hand in hand with going out and even just... Watching my social battery around my friends, around my family, just monitoring it. And it's just a quick check-in. It's like, do I still want to be here? Yes or no. If the answer is yes, I'm going to stay. If the answer is no, I'm going to find an excuse to leave. I'm going to be like, hey guys, I just want to, you know, say goodbye. Thank you for having me. Like, I'm just going to go home and relax for a little while. I'm going to go home. I don't feel so well. Um, all of that good stuff. Or Like, oh yeah, that's totally fine. Like, I'm so free to come over on Saturday. I, I'll just pop in though because... You know, Saturday is my only off day and I would really like to just clean my house or do anything but hang out with you. There are some things you can say in really, really nice ways that will let people know, you know, how your social battery is moving. And you should never feel bad about that either, especially if you're being open and honest with your communication. Uh, Listening to my intuition, very, very important. My intuition is almost always on point. Sometimes I doubt it a little bit because as someone with anxiety, you're consistently second-guessing yourself. You're like, is this my intuition? Is this... Wow, that was in my stomach. <laughs> is this my intuition? Is this my female, like, intuition? Or is this my anxiety? <laughs> like, do I think he's cheating on me because, you know, I just have the gut feeling? Or is, are those my trust issues? So it's very much finding the balance, um between you know whatever your methods of thinking and communication are learning to listen to your intuition learning to listen to how you're feeling now more than ever I listen a lot more to my body than what I'm thinking because sometimes like I said as someone with anxiety my thoughts are not rational I can literally sit with my closest friends and be like these guys all hate me and they don't they really do not they don't so um But if I'm listening to my body and I'm like, oh man, I feel really tense. And like, I feel really, even if it is a mind thing, I no longer want to keep putting my body under that kind of stress because I'm like, oh, I feel feel really anxious. I'm not just going to tough it out. I'm going to remove myself from the situation. Otherwise I'm going to be traumatizing myself in the process. And people are like, yeah, trauma is such a heavy word to use. Like it's not traumatizing. Yes, you are. If you are consistently putting your body in an environment of stress and fear and worry and you know sadness you you are literally traumatizing your body you are traumatizing your body y- there's no need for you to be doing that life is too short for you to be doing that if you're here if you're hanging out with me if we're at lunch say we're at lunch we're at lunch right now okay picture this close your eyes and picture this we're at lunch right now if you yourself in your brain are thinking, oh, I do not want to be here and your neck is getting tense and, you know, your heart's beating really fast, please just tell me. Just tell me. Just be like, oh, I don't know why, but I'm feeling so anxious. Can we rain check? Absolutely. And that might just be my understanding. Maybe I'm a little bit more, you know, empathetic towards that because I know how it feels. But I feel as though if your body is saying, you know, oh, I don't want to be here and I don't need to be here and everything around me right now is stressing me out, please respect yourself enough to just step away from it you'll be fine your friendships or your relationships will be fine people who really care about you'll be fine with that but make sure you're taking care of yourself your external environment and others so um i also this is a new one i stopped giving loyalty and time and attention and energy and affection to those who weren't giving it back to me and that doesn't necessarily mean tit for tat it doesn't mean like you rub my back, I'll rub yours, you kick me in the face, I'm going to kick you in the face. It's more so like, I'm going to put you where you've put me. That's how I'm going to approach this. If you've put me as the seventh most important thing on your list, I'm going to sort of have to lower you down to my seventh. And people are going to say it's petty, people are going to say that's not a way to operate, that's very transactional, but I really hope that I'm able to communicate and articulate this in a way that makes sense to you guys, the way it makes sense in my head. It's if someone is giving me, okay, I've got two people on either side of me, right? One person on my left, one person on my right. Person on my right is not giving me anything. Zilt. No time, no effort, no affection, no energy, nothing. It's dry. The conversations are dry. But, person on the left, wants to hang out all the time, consistently checking up on me, um, listening to me and sending me things, like the TikTok and saying, like, this reminded me of you. This person on my left has put me at a high priority. Not necessarily a numbered priority, like what I mentioned before, like position seven or position one, but they're giving me a lot. So I think personally that I would be a fool to continuously give good energy and maximum energy to the person on my right when the person on my left is reciprocating that. Because me and the person on the left, if we're giving each other the same energy, oh, our relationship is going to be so great. Our relationship is going to be so fulfilling for the both of us. Our friendship is going to be so fulfilling for the both of us. Our work relationship is going to be so fulfilling for the both of us. If I'm continuously giving to this person on the right who isn't giving me anything, eventually At the end, and we all do this, this is fact, this, you can't rebut me on this and be like, oh, I'm not like that, I'm not like other girls. No. Literally, the person on your left, I mean, the person on your right, if they're not giving you everything and you're giving them everything, sooner or later, whether it takes you a week to realize or whether it takes you 10 years to realize, you're going to be like, oh, I should never like why did I waste my time on this person? And I never want anyone to feel like you are putting more into a relationship than another person is. I never want you to feel that way. It is the worst feeling. It is so bad because you're like, "Oh, there's nothing I can do." There's nothing I can do because you can't care for someone into caring for you. You can't love someone into loving you. You just need to let them love you how they choose to and then you can control how you respond to that. So if someone's giving me nothing, that's fine. That's absolutely fine because they're giving someone else everything. That's okay. But I'm also not going to shift all of my energy onto you. I'm going to shift all of my energy on people who are serving me, on situations that are serving me, on my job that's serving me, on a career that is fueling my passion and my purpose. That's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm not going to slave away at a nine to five job, you know, 52 weeks out of the year to be underappreciated by my manager, to be underpaid, to feel no satisfaction within my work because I don't care to be here, but I have a degree that qualifies me for this job, so I guess I have to do it. I would much rather spend 52 weeks out of the year, seven days a week, five days a week, however many days old people work, (laughs) nine to fives, on like creating and on, on connecting with people and on building up my purpose and everything that makes me feel fulfilled because that's what's filling my cup. And so now I really hope that that looks a little bit and sounds a little bit clearer to you guys and what I'm saying when I'm saying give what you're getting, reciprocate energy because if you reciprocate the energy, if something is fueling you and is igniting your passion in like the least cringiest way, I can say that, but um, if something is... Making your cup full, run after that thing and leave behind whatever isn't serving you and whatever is draining you and just taking and taking and taking from you and not giving back. So yeah, those are some boundaries I've set lately. That was a lot. That was a lot. Um, But yeah, those are some boundaries I've set lately and hopefully it gives you guys some sort of idea as to some boundaries that you guys can incorporate into your lives Um, I wanted to talk as well about an element of boundaries that I think I am just now mastering, which is kind of cool because even people older than me um, have not yet mastered this, but how to manage friendships and relationships with different boundaries. So if I've got a certain boundary and it clashes with someone else's boundary or they think my boundary is stupid, or I think their boundary is stupid. How do we navigate that if I really care about this person, if I really want this person in my life? And I think I kind of have a solution, probably, but we're going to see. So for me, step one in dealing with a person in my life, not dealing, dealing sounds so like rough, like, oh, I'm just dealing with them. But In letting someone into my environment, in letting someone into my life, the first thing I need to establish is, do I respect this person enough? Do I love this person enough to respect the rules and the barriers that they've put in place to protect themselves? Because yes, I've talked about this sort of trifecta, this this sort of triad of factors, myself, my immediate environment, others. I've talked about this for me personally, but now you've got to think everybody else has that same triangle of things they have they have that same you know requirement they have that same i need to protect myself i need to protect other people i need to protect my immediate environment everybody's walking around with a little triangle right and all those little corners in the triangle need to be balanced and so when you're trying to do that as a human with another human with their own triangle things can get quite complicated But I will say that in every situation where I have loved someone deeply and they have loved me back, whether it be my family, whether it be my friends, whether it be a significant other, I have always respected whatever boundary they've put into place. As long as it didn't... How do I say this? As long as it didn't negatively crush one of my boundaries, right? For example... I have a new boundary that I've just set, yay me, um, about times in which I allow people to speak to me after 10 PM, no more. And the reason why is because I've set a boundary for myself and it's, I need to sleep earlier because I have trouble sleeping. And so if I stay up too late, my body's like, oh great, we're awake. Let's just keep functioning. And so if I I notice that if I stay up past about midnight or about twelve thirty I start to wake up again if that makes sense and start to get ready for the day, even though it's literally the evening. So I now have a rule: no one's supposed to call me, no one's texting me after ten p.m. unless under like special circumstances I really need to talk to someone or like they really need me and they're going through a mental thing. I can I can. Fix my boundaries and I can adjust them, right? Depending on who it is and the circumstance. But mainly after 10 p.m. now, I'm not texting anybody. If you text me at 10 01, I'm not replying until tomorrow morning. And that's just because I need to sleep. And so, yeah, someone might be like, oh man, like it's 10 o'clock. Why isn't she replying back to me? She's just ignoring me like she's a bad friend. She's not texting me. But I'm trying to protect myself and to fill up my cup by going to bed on time so that I have enough energy to give you tomorrow when I speak to you. That's how I navigate that. And so anyone who respects me and who loves me wants what's best for me. And if what's best for me is going to bed early, they'll be in full support of that. And the same thing goes for me and other people. If other people are like, hmm, look, I work five days a week and I, you know, have a day off on Saturday and Sunday but Sundays are for my family I won't be able to see you for a while unless you book me in three weeks in advance that's a great boundary I'll be like okay cool can we hang out in five weeks time on this Saturday we you be free they book it in I book it in that's me respecting their boundary I'm like that's still my friend that's still you know my my best friend that's still someone I care about that's still my significant other I still love them if they want to see me three you know f- they want to see me every 3 weeks if i need to book in early with them because they've got a busy schedule that's exactly what i'm going to do that's a boundary they've set in order to protect themselves that's what i'm going to do moving forward i guess the question becomes at which point is it too far and i believe that it is too far when it infringes on your personal boundaries because as i said yes we love other people yes we live to be in connection with other people and to serve each other. However, if you want to see me once a month and you're my significant other, me personally, that's not going to work. Unless we're in like a long distance relationship, it's not going to work. Okay. I'm not going to be seeing someone that I'm dating once a month because that's a boundary for them. If that's a boundary for them, fair enough. That's, That's you. You do you. But you and I will not be a thing if you want to see me once a month. Do you know what I mean? If you have a month where, yeah, you're super busy. I have never heard of a relationship like this. God forbid it won't be me. But if you're super, super busy with work and you're like, Sleen, baby. Oh, ew, actually, that's so disgusting. Why did I say that? Ew, sorry. Can we just pretend I didn't say that? Please rewind. Ew, someone calls me baby. It's over. It's over. That's my new boundary. <laughs> oh my god ew, I can't believe I said that anyway I'm leaving that in because oh, it's gonna be so hard to edit that out but anyway if someone's like Celine look I'm super busy work's got me swamped I can see you once or twice this month as my significant other we're dating um okay okay maybe but if it's every single week every single month every single year absolutely not you and I can be great friends Oh my God, yeah, we can be great friends. There's no way. Because my love language, also within my boundaries, is quality time, physical touch. So if I don't see you, we're not in the same room. It's like, where's the love? (laughs) You know, there's no love there. So, I mean, it might just be me. I don't know whether this is like shallow and like a poor representation maybe people are like uh uh-uh, this girl's not really for the relationship she doesn't know what it means to sacrifice no i do but i'm definitely not going to be doing that we're not going to be you know significant others and seeing each other once a month <laughs> and for what for what but that's what i'm saying like for a friend i of course that's fine but that's because the relationships are different. Like, if my mom was like, I only want to see you once a month. I'm like, girl, what are you talking about? I'm coming over tomorrow. Like, you're not going to see me once a month, mum. Like, it's not going to happen. I'm sorry about it. But it's certain people that you can't bend certain rules for and certain people that you can. And in some cases where you feel is like it's a deal breaker and it's not serving to you and it doesn't fulfill you, you need to either step back, bring it up with the person and try to reach a compromise or just, you know, agree that, you know, maybe this isn't for us. Maybe this friendship is not for us. Maybe this relationship is not for us. This work, you know, place is not for us. And that's okay. It's fine. You don't have to hate a person that couldn't adhere to your boundaries. You don't have to hate them. You don't have to um, not be in each other's lives anymore and create a massive scandal out of it. It's fine because humans are different and there is no right way to do boundaries, especially if you're looking to fulfill yourself because everyone is different. Everyone has different needs. Everyone has different desires and wants and things that they require out of their relationships and connections with other people depending on who it might be so it's so totally fine for you to be able to take a step back and be like hey we need to reevaluate how this is going for me personally um i had a friend in which case we used to talk like possibly at the beginning of our friendship i feel like we talked maybe once a week like texting each other like we used to text once a week at the beginning of our friendship as we got into like our honeymoon phase. We were talking to each other consistently. I was calling her every second of the day, she was calling me every second of the day. We were texting each other, we were sending each other TikToks. We were s- texting on iMessage while simita- simultaneously texting on um Snapchat and sending each other reels on Instagram. Like it was a very much like full-on sort of thing. And then after we <laughs> stopped doing that because we realized that's not sustainable at all. We were talking to each other every once in a while except our conversations for me because I have a love language of quality time they were quality enough for her to ring me for an hour once a month or for her to ring me for um you know a a certain amount of time even if it was half an hour a week or whatever the case might be just because of our schedules and at this time we lived a pretty far distance from each other so it was not practical for us to be seeing each other all the time we have uni we have lives we have you know significant others it was definitely a question of like okay cool we're we're both doing separate things with our lives but we deeply care for each other and we're so we're still making time for each other till we reached a certain point where the energy that we were giving was not the energy we were getting and so because of that inconsistency I had to step away and I had to be like okay this is no longer for me and that's fine and I don't hate her I don't have any negative feelings towards her I'm not like oh my god you ruined this because you couldn't respect this boundary and you couldn't meet this requirement it's not like that and I think once you get to a certain point where you realize that everyone each individual has their own you know things if I want you to talk to me every second of every day but you can't give me that because you're working every second of every day we're just not compatible and that's fine and our lives might not be compatible now but they might be compatible later or maybe they once were compatible and they're not compatible anymore so learning to balance that and learning to identify and check in on your relationships regularly and your connections with people regularly and see if there's anything you can do about it and if there's nothing you can step away take some time apart reevaluate whatever you need for yourself focus on you and then that's how that moves on especially in the case of a scenario where you know there's someone who's consistently like wanting to improve themselves and then there's another person who wants to be stagnant and doesn't want to do anything in relationships like that as well it can be so hard because you're like I just want you to get your shit together like me I just want you to you know work a little bit more like me and chase a bigger dream like me or I want you to you know want to start a family like me and this other person is not there yet and this other person can't you know fulfill that requirement if you're like I want you to be ready for a relationship like me and the other person isn't ready for a relationship you cannot force that like I said you can't push people into change you can't change someone into changing because there's no way to do that everyone is on their own journey everyone's at their own pace everyone's on their own time so if you feel as though you've outgrown a person or you feel as though you're searching for more than what that person's searching for and they don't align, that's completely fine. There does not need to be any bad blood. There does not need to be any awkward energy or any bad, I guess, stuff surrounding that. You can be completely free to just move on, live your life separately, check in with each other, still be like, you know, kosher, still be with each other and be like hi how are you like how are you doing yada, yada, yada. but you don't need to have as deep of a relationship as you did before you don't need to you know consistently be checking in on each other because you guys probably aren't on each other's priority radars anymore and that's fine um there will be someone for everybody and there'll be groups of people who are best suited to other people's lifestyles more than others so that's some sort of comfort that i can probably give you guys if you are anxious about setting boundaries and losing relationships and losing friends Um, or losing, you know, job opportunities and stuff like that, it's so much more important to say yes to yourself and to say yes to your growth and yes to filling your cup so that you can be better for other people. This is not a method of being selfish that only benefits you and you only. It benefits you, but it also ensures that you are being the best version of you so that you can adequately show up for people in their lives as well. And so... Another way that I manage friendships with different boundaries is that I stand by what I say and I'm not going to let people easily sway me. So if I'm like, I'm not going out on Friday, they're not going to be like, oh, Celine, come out. No, you know, you said no, but you have to. Come. No, it's no. Don't, don't let yourself be swayed. If you know I'm going to be anxious at this place, don't go. Point bank period. No one should everyone who is respectful of you and everyone who is your friend and really cares about you if you say no and you mean it not like no I don't really want to go out and hoping they'll convince you that's a bit of a different thing that's a different scenario because you're saying no but you really mean yes but when you're saying no and you're sternly saying no I don't want this I don't want to do this this makes me anxious this makes me worried people should learn to step back and people should learn to respect that Um, and Be supportive, not just respect it, but be supportive and be in, you know, full green light, go ahead type thing, um, type attitude towards it. Because it's so important that you have people in your corner that not only respect you, but are supportive of the decisions that you make so that you feel more confident and more comfortable in your intuition and listening to yourself and your body at all times and so standing by myself like my friends have been so great my friends have not given me any issues about trying to convince me to do something I don't want to do and peer pressuring me and doing all this stuff my friends are not the type of people to do that and neither are my family or my you know my work colleagues are not the type to be like you have to work this shit no if I don't want to I will not do it I am a casual employee I'm not going to be working if I don't feel up to par if I don't feel like my cup is full if I feel like work is draining me and doing the opposite of what it should be doing then I'm not going to show up and I'm going to stand by that and stick by that and just making sure that you're not flaking on anybody I I would say in that sense like don't agree to go to a party and then the night I'll be like oh my god no I'm not gonna go anymore like don't be that person don't be that person that's not what I mean by boundaries I mean check in with yourself be honest with yourself be open and communicative to other people and Yeah, I feel like that should help you out a little bit. And obviously communication over everything. Some things happen. If you are planning to go out with your friends and you realize someone who makes you highly anxious and uncomfortable is going to be there and it's going to trigger you, just let people know. Don't just flake and be like, oh my God, I'm not going to go anymore. I'm sorry. Like, yes, you don't owe anyone an explanation, but if you're talking about a way to keep and manage and maintain friendships and relationships that are healthy, that's definitely a way to do that is by making sure you're being honest and open with your communication, especially if it's people you care about. You should have no issue explaining it to people. Or even maybe not going into detail, but just saying, like, there's someone that's going that, that makes me really highly uncomfortable and I don't want to be bad energy for you guys tonight. Go ahead without me, please. It's fine. Just go. Like, things like that. You'll you'll learn to use discretion and sort of pick and choose what you will communicate and who you'll communicate to and what reason you'll give them or if you'll give them any reasoning at all so I do think that communication and practice makes such a great you know like make such a great pair especially when you're dealing with boundaries and dealing with relationships and friendships that mean a lot to you and that are really close to you but might be a little bit different in terms of boundaries from you so I've got some examples of my big boundaries, I know I gave you guys some boundaries I've set lately, those are like more so recent boundaries, these are examples of my boundaries, I gave you guys the 10pm one, um, obviously, duh, so that's boundary number one, um, another one is keeping my circles small, so I used to be one person who liked to have heaps of friends, because I am just built that way, that's just, I like to have, lo- not lots of friends in the sense where like I want to be popular, but... I like to know a lot of different people because there might be a friend who I want to go hiking with and a different friend who I want to go to the beach with and a different friend who I'll recommend a book to and a different friend who I'll go and eat out with and a different friend that I'll go, you know, clubbing with. There are different... For me, there are different people for different things sometimes. And there are creative friends, you know, there are a little bit more logical friends, there are fun going out friends and fun chilling friends, fun to go to the beach with, fun to, you know, book a day at the spa with... So, for me, I usually thrive in groups of big people. Um, (laughs) Wait a minute. I'm so sorry. Not groups of big people. Big groups of people that just clicked in my head because I picture things when I speak so I was just like wait what does that mean what is groups of big people I love big people I love all kinds of people but that was just really weird that I said that sorry big groups of people I love being around different types of people connecting with different types of people um being inspired by different types of people especially someone who's creative I feel like a lot of my art a lot of my expression is inspired by consuming a lot of different ideas and perspectives and I can only get that in big groups of people. So um that's been something that I've definitely had to learn to juggle to keep my circle, my immediate environment like I mentioned before, um small and keep it to people who really are serving me. And I promise you guys if you've never had friends who cater to 8 out of 10 of your requirements of a friend, whether it be being honest, being generous, being funny, being whatever it is. If you have never had a friend like that, I promise you, you will find one. Do not settle for friends who are not filling up your cup and who are not serving you in the best way possible. There are 7 billion people on planet Earth. 7 billion. Okay? There are 7 billion. And 1 billion of them probably, if not... Okay, let's 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 give you the bare minimum. Let's say one million of those people would love to hang out with you and would give you the world. So do not be so stuck with what you've got now that you settle and you feel like, oh, you know what? But people aren't perfect. And so th- my friends, I'll just take them as I, as I get them. Absolutely, people aren't perfect. But there will be friends that you're like, how the hell do you even exist? How the hell does our friendship even exist? Because you fit me so perfectly and you are everything for me. And that goes for relationships too. If you're talking to someone who isn't giving you everything and who isn't at least trying to give you everything, there is no need because there are 7 billion people on the planet. I don't even know a million people. I don't even know a hundred thousand people, let alone 50,000 people. I don't even know if I know a thousand people. Okay. So you see how that number is just getting so much smaller let's say I know roughly a thousand people, which I don't think I do, but let's say I know roughly a thousand people. The fact that there are 7 billion people on planet Earth that you have not met, that you have not experienced, that have not experienced you, that is so much to fathom, and it gives me so much excitement, but it also kind of creeps me out that the world is that big. But, what the hell? Why would you settle for something so small and so imperfect for you and doesn't serve you doesn't fill up your cup and doesn't make you feel fulfilled and happy to be alive and excited about every single day and passionate about something why would you waste your life settling for that when you could have that experience that amazing friendship and because i have probably the strongest group of friends around me at the moment and the strongest support system i i almost feel so bad for people who don't have it and I almost feel guilty that I have that because I'm like why the hell do I deserve to have that but the person over there doesn't have that she didn't have one good friend but I've got five like why is that the case and so it makes me feel guilty but at the same time I'm also like it's inspiring because now I can show people like these are the friends I have This is how they suit me really well. This is how they're serving me, how they're filling up my cup, how they're making me feel inspired and encouraged and, you know, the most capable I've ever felt in my life. Why would I ever, ever, ever settle for anything less than these guys? You can have this. Look at these people who I have in my life. You can have this. And I'm here to tell you that you guys can have everything that you want in this life in terms of family and, you know, friends and loved ones and relationships if you just literally like if you just don't settle for less there are seven billion people on the planet you'll be fine another thing that i have is having mental health breaks in real life and online too so sometimes i'll be like yeah i'm not gonna go out for the week i'm just gonna chill and then i'll spend the whole week on my phone on social media watching other people live their lives and it still makes me feel like shit why because i'm consuming other people's energy even when i don't want to when i've purposely physically isolated myself from hanging around people because i'm like i need my own space and then i'm like on instagram and i'm scrolling so making sure that i have mental health breaks in real life and online too help me to sort of navigate my emotions on my own and make sure that i'm filling up my cup in private on my own without anybody else's influence or input or in like anything effect on my life making sure i'm filling up my cup so that i'm healing and i have the time and energy and the space to do so And I'm mostly focusing on that now because in the last two months, I've had a lot of my relationships um, show themselves. And it's been so, it's been exactly what I needed. But at the same time, it's been so turbulent because I am a human being. I have feelings. And so whenever I have to cut someone off or whenever I have to let go of something that isn't serving me, it hurts. It sucks. It's uncomfortable. It's, I don't like to do it and it's not fun. But at the same time, from November of last year I it's really just been me against everybody else it's really been should I pick me should I pick my mental health should I pick improving or should I pick this situation and this person who's making me feel like shit and more often than not I am picking myself now which is a really really great great thing because before I used to pick other people over me and then they would leave and then I would be like what do I have left and it was nothing so making sure that I am taking breaks in real life, an online too helps me out a shit ton, and it makes me feel a lot better. And then once I filled out my cup, I can go ahead and be on social media again. I can go ahead and be in people's lives and be active in their lives and participate and be supporting in their story and in their development and in their you know finding of their purpose. So <clears throat> that's one thing that I feel like is a great boundary that I am really navigating and more often than not sometimes it's just for a week where i need a break sometimes it's for two weeks three weeks it's never really been more than that it's only been more than that when i give myself a break in real life but not online and so i'm still like sort of hurting myself and i need more time to heal but if i get on it really quickly um it usually takes me about a week week and a half two weeks max for me to get back into you know where i was before into default and then be able to share and jeez able to share and like build on top of that for other people and pour into other people so that's a really good one i started listening to my intuition which is super important and like i said before learning to decipher what's my anxiety and what is actually like a sign that i need to get the fuck out of there um learning to balance you know meeting people and being a reliable friend and meeting their expectations Whilst also staying true to myself and making sure I'm not putting myself in compromising or traumatising situations either. That's been something that I've really learnt and really valued being taught the lesson of. Because it's made me a better person and made me feel stronger in my decisions. And make me feel stronger in my relationships. Like I'm showing up for people and being a better friend and being a better sister and being a better daughter. And making sure that I'm being a better girlfriend. And being there for the people that matter for me when they need me whilst also respecting the fact that I need to give from a place of abundance and need to make sure that I'm full first before I can give to other people. And so yeah, I've been doing really well at that and that's something I want to commend myself on and it's something that I'm really proud of and I feel like once you guys get into the swing of it too, if you haven't already, it's going to be something that really changes your life and betters it for, you know, a while. So yeah, um, I also, I've been keeping my vulnerability online, now, this is super weird because you're probably like, dude, you tell us literally everything. I don't. I tell you guys maybe about 30% of what happens in my life. 30 or 40%. If I was to air out all my business on social media, wow, that'd be crazy. I feel like it'd be low-key kind of cool though, because then I wouldn't have to walk around with secrets. Um, but if you guys remember exposing myself, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was the truth. That was everything. I mean, I didn't put any names in there. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, I had this like phase of my life in 2017 it's a dark time um where I wrote a book and I pretty much just outed myself I like told ev- not like out of myself and then came out but um like outed myself as in like I just said everything in my life I said everything whatever I was thinking I wrote it and I like, pushed it out and everyone was like this is so cool you're being so honest and that is sort of what started my vulnerability journey online and is probably the reason why now I'm so open with my emotions and I have no idea what I would have done if I hadn't written that book because I think I I imagine I'd be a very different person I would not have a podcast I would not have a business I would not talk about any of my personal struggles at all and it probably would have been very detrimental to me um as someone with anxiety um it would have been really bad so I do acknowledge that this safe space has been really really great for my personal development it's also really helped me to help other people and I've made so many new friends through putting my life online so that's been great but also keeping my vulnerability online I do not want now this is a boundary for everybody listening I do not like it when people come up to me and they're like so you have anxiety tell me about it in a public setting why would you do that why please explain to me your thought process with that why would you go up to someone with anxiety please can we think about this for a second With anxiety come up to me and ask me loudly about my anxiety in front of other people why would you do that why would you do that for what please explain your thought process because I've had this happen to me maybe three or four times this year where people are like oh my god I really liked your anxiety episode please tell me more about how you had to go to the hospital and really girl that was read the room read the room that was such a traumatising incident. Now I can talk about it. I can talk about it all day. If you come and ask me about it, it'll be fine. Just maybe don't ask me in front of a bunch of people. Because I'm not going to want to tell you. Or I will tell you and then I will cry myself to sleep later about how awkward that interaction was. Please don't. Just don't do it to me. I don't deserve it. Don't do it to me. Um But yeah, keeping my vulnerability online. If there's something that I've posted and like it's really resonated with you, I have no issues with you coming to me personally in private and letting me know how much you liked it or letting me know what it did for you or how safe it made you feel because I love it when people tell me that because it makes me feel like I'm in my purpose which is such like a rewarding feeling and it's very satisfying um as someone who is consistently worried about everything that she puts out it is really nice to get that validation even though I don't need it it's nice and it does really help so I mean, I love that, love that for me, love that for us. I'm so down for us to have that kind of connection, but just don't yell it (laughs) in front of people because I don't want to talk about it. Like, That's why I put it online, because I want certain people who feel like they're connected to Please Don't Leave the Table to be able to hear about my mental health and stuff like that. I don't want random strangers on a night out while I'm drunk to ask me about my anxiety. (laughs) Please don't do that. It makes me so uncomfortable. I don't know why anybody does it, but please don't do that please don't do it. Um, other than that, yeah, um, I don't really have any new friends. I don't do the whole new friends thing. And that's just because I have such a solid group now, but that's not that I don't need any more friends. I have made so many new friends in the last month that I feel like are going to stick, which is so great. Um, so I'm not against making new friends, but I used to need new friends. I used to want to be friends, like I said before, with everybody. And now it's more so like if a friendship evolves from an interaction that's consistent, I'm going to be so grateful for that. Obviously, I'm going to open it like welcome with open arms and I'm going to be open minded about it, but I'm not going to seek out new friends. And that's a boundary that I've done for myself, because sometimes when I force a friendship and I'm thinking, wow, this is so great, it's never really that great. Um, And it it never ends well. So that's another boundary that I have really worked on. Um, Anything, this is a really strong boundary as well. Anything that messes with my loved ones, my business, or my money is out immediately. Or my faith, I would say. If anybody comes up to me any kind of way about my family, my loved ones, my close friends or my business, or my money, you're out immediately, don't, don't even try, if you try it, I promise you, you'll regret it, these are the only people that I end up really cutting off, like, for real, if you come up to my family, I don't think anyone has ever seen me genuinely angry, like, genuinely, I can get, like, like, murder angry, and I probably should not be putting that online, because the FBI agent's gonna be knocking on my door, and be like, girl, What were you out here doing threatening the whole world? No. Okay, let this not be a threat. But anything that, you know, if you come for anybody I love any type of way, I'm already going to be vexed about it and I'm already going to be really upset. But if you interfere with my business, especially Please Don't Leave the Table, I will always be pissed. Because this is obviously a tribute. It's not the whole thing, but part of the origin stories is a tribute to my late cousin. So if you're coming at me about my business, and you're like, please don't leave the table stupid. Yes, you're entitled to your own opinion. I'm trying to let people do that. I'm trying to let people have their own opinions about it. But if you... It, it, like The thing that's pissed me off, though, is people who are like, it's not really genuine. Like, she's not really genuinely mentally ill. It's like, yes, Becky, I'm pretending. I cry publicly on the internet and admit all my issues for fun. Come on. Come on. I genuinely get so, so anxious posting an episode or a video on YouTube or anything like that or any piece of writing, or art, because it's always really personal, but the reason why I do it, in case anybody needs the clarification, though I don't have to explain myself to anybody, I felt such guilt, and I will always feel such guilt, losing people to suicide, feeling as though I could have done more feeling as though all I needed to do if I could just have one conversation with this person, if I could just this, that, and the next. And every time my life, personally, in my battles with my mental health has been saved, it is because someone spoke to me. It is because I shared a a thing or someone had posted a video online or posted something, a podcast episode or whatever, even if it's someone I never met, even if it's a celebrity they just happened to say something at the right time and it was the right thing to say and it saved my life and that is why i think that conversation saves like save lives conversations save lives thank you still learning how to gotta get into it's a tongue twister you try it um but that's what i genuinely feel and so regardless of how i'm feeling whether i'm feeling heavy self-doubt If I'm feeling heavy self-doubt, I'm going to talk about heavy self-doubt because that's what I'm feeling. And everything that I'm feeling usually gets received the right way because it's a genuine thing. If I just came up here and I was not feeling self-doubt and I was like, self-doubt really, like, it really sucks. No one would connect to that because I don't know what that feels like. But because I have anxiety, when I talk about anxiety, I talk about it with confidence especially in my own experience, because I'm just retelling my experience. I'm not telling people with anxiety how their anxiety should look like. I'm just saying what mine looks like. And I'm saying what my, you know, bad mental days look like. And I'm saying how I felt about, you know, feelings of taking my own life, etc., etc. So when people play with the authenticity of what I do here, it does it does irk me a little bit but now I actually genuinely don't care so if you haters were thinking oh my god yeah I'm just gonna I'm gonna start saying that to her now I don't I actually don't care because I think now I've had enough validation from the right kind of people who have been genuinely coming to me in tears like bruh that podcast episode really broke me and I was like yeah it did girl yeah I'm kidding I never say that but it's always such an affirmation for me that I'm in the right space and I'm doing the right thing and if I can help one person by telling my experience that's all I really care about so I used to have really really big issues with that but now it's just a boundary like if you're close to me and you're doing that shit to me you're just out immediately I don't care if you're a stranger and you're saying that shit it doesn't really matter but if you're close to me and you're like "Mm, I don't really think you should be nah thank you next the door is there um also anyone who plays with my money this is usually like my job so if my job is messing around with me and my shifts and not giving me any shifts then you're obviously out immediately i'm gonna leave the company because why you're not paying me and i don't play about my money because i like things i like things i like food specifically and to have food i need money so yeah now i pay rent so i also need money but yeah um another one oh my gosh i keep getting texts why am i getting texts while i am recording like this is ridiculous oh my God. i wonder if you guys can hear that no i feel like you definitely can hear it because i can hear it how do you put this on do not disturb oh there we go okay cool sorry i needed to put my laptop on do not disturb because it was doing too much um another thing reciprocating energy For me, I always felt really, really bad reciprocating energy because I was like, okay, cool. If I reciprocate energy, I'm going to feel like such a bitch. And the reason why, the only reason why you should feel bad if you're reciprocating energy is if that person is treating you like trash. Because if you're a good person, you should actually struggle with treating people the way they treat you if they're treating you poorly, right? So a little test I did because recently I was dealing with someone who was giving me really bad energy and I was giving them the greatest energy ever. Um... They were just... I don't even want to get into it because it's really not even worth talking about because I feel like I have been talking about this. But, I mean, in my personal life, not on the internet. But this person, this specific person, was not giving me this energy that I wanted. I wanted a specific... I had requirements, obviously, as a human being. With the main love language of quality time, I had a requirement that that person was not able to meet. And I reiterated it many, many times and it just was not getting through. And it was totally fine because I just realized that like, though I was mad in the moment, now I'm kind of realizing like that person is not going to give you what you want, but they're going to give it to someone else and that's fine. And then someone else is going to come and give you what you want. So you're, you're good. You're covered. Don't worry about it. Sweetheart, don't worry about it. Um, so yeah, but at this certain time I was feeling really, really shit because of the way I was being treated and I decided... Today, I'm going to reciprocate energy. I woke up to one day and I chose violence. I chose violence because that was what entailed this reciprocation of energy. Is reciprocation that word? I, I think so. It sounds right. Um, so, yeah, I do recommend it. If you want to take off the rose tinted glasses and see if a situation is right for you. Um, if you feel mean or bad for reciprocating energy, that person is literally treating you that way. So why would you want to keep that energy around? If they're taking seven years, like, you know, okay, let's maybe not say seven years. If they're taking a day and a half to reply to a message that you wanted them to reply to quickly and they have not set a boundary like, hey, um, I'm sorry, I just work at really busy time If they haven't said anything, if they haven't said anything, right, and and they, you know, they've not replied to a message for two business days, I'd say. And then you bring it up to them and be like, oh, is everything okay? Like, you just haven't been replying to me. Sorry, I'm like a person who needs people to reply to me. Um, And they're just like, oh, yeah, like, oh, I don't know about all that. They don't respect your boundary. They don't respect your requirement of needing. I guess then a boundary is not just protection, but also requirement. Because you're requiring someone to show up for you. And that is definitely a boundary for me. Yes. So... If someone is not meeting that requirement in your life, why would you want them around when there is someone who will meet that? The human brain is so freaking weird. Because we tolerate things that are less than our requirements because we feel as though we're asking so much when there are literally, like I said, 7 billion people on the planet, probably a million of which would give you the energy that you're looking for. Why would I settle? Why? so close in your ear or not in your ear but like wherever you're playing me from okay i'm gonna move back from the microphone i'm done this is creepy okay cool um why would you do (laughs) why would you do that why would you accept that don't that's stupid don't be doing that if you're doing that you're still complaining about reciprocated energy or like energy that's coming to you that's not right with i don't know how to help you i don't know how to help you um but yeah like literally if you feel some negative type of way if you feel guilty or shameful or upset or mean because of the way you know you're treating someone else when you're just reciprocating their energy they're treating you that way that's how it makes you feel to be treated that way so if it if that's how it makes you feel to be treated that way then you've just unlocked a little gem and you need to Oh, I dropped something. you need to move on and you need to let that person go and respect that this person is not going to give me what I want. I've asked for it multiple times. I need to move on. I need to have respect for myself. I need to protect my sense of self, my inner child, my heart, my mind, my soul, whatever it might be. And then, yeah, just keep moving forward. It doesn't need to be boundary setting and cutting people off or not cutting people off, but like removing people from your immediate external environment. It does not need to be a big bloody gory event it doesn't need to be this massive scandal and fight where you rip each other apart on social media it doesn't need to be that it doesn't need to be i'm seeing you in person i'm going to avoid you at every single turn it does not need to be that at all there does not need to be any bad blood it just necessarily means it doesn't necessarily mean that you're you're gonna hate each other and your enemies now All that it means is that this person isn't serving me. I'm not serving this person the way that they need to be or the the way that they require. And neither are they for me. So I'm choosing to step away from this or to not put it so high on my priorities or to not pay that much attention to it or to reciprocate energy. That's exactly what you're doing. All you're doing is putting yourself in a position where you're like, my cup is still being filled. If you're not sure about whether someone should be cut off or not just say are they filling my cup or are they taking it away more often than not the hard choice is when they're doing both when sometimes they fill you and sometimes they drain you but i say that someone should most of the time if not 80 or 85 percent of the time be filling up your cup and be making sure that you are getting the most out of your relationship because that's all that you want Every time you're in a relationship with someone, whether it be a family member or a significant other or whatever it might be, a work work relationship, you want to both benefit from it. That's how you get the best relationships. That's how you get the best out of your relationships is if you're both benefiting from it and you're both meeting each other's needs. That's the only way to do it and that's the most fruitful and sustainable way to have your relationships and to maintain them. So reciprocating energy for me is a really important one I stopped also holding on to dead relationships and friends for this exact reason as I just stated um and I stopped paying attention to how people perceived me which I just mentioned when I was talking about how people look at my business I don't care anymore I've reached a point where like it actually it it tired me it exhausted me to think about what other people thinking of me and I would do it all the time because I just cared i i value people's opinion and so i value how they think and i because i value different perspectives and i have an open mind sometimes that works to my detriment because i'm like oh my gosh this person doesn't like me or how does this person think about me and like do they like me and do they watch this and do they do do they think this and like no No, you will kill yourself trying to please everybody. I promise you it is so much easier to just do what makes you happy, do what fills your cup and what is filling the cup of your immediate environment, people you interact with all the time. And I swear you'll be fine. Now I'm like, am my family happy? Yeah. Um, Am my friends happy? Absolutely. Am I happy at my workplace? Absolutely. Am I protecting my inner child? Am I doing things that make me feel confident and comfortable and safe and expressive? Yes. Okay, cool. I'm fine. If I'm not, that's when I tend to think about what other people think of me. I'm like, oh man, I'm doing really shit in my life right now. Do they see it? Do they think I'm like a failure? Do they think they're better than me? Is that what? No, 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 it's not going to work. So stop doing that. Stop thinking about how other people perceive you. I've just learned to stop explaining myself and over explaining myself. If you're close enough to know me, you know that I'm a good person and I'm not being cocky at all. I think that people should think more highly of themselves than they do. Because when we think highly of ourselves in this generation, people are like, Oh, they're so up themselves. They're so cocky. You should think you're the greatest person to hang out with. If you don't think that you need to change. I think I'm a great person to hang out with. I think I'm quite funny. I think I'm interesting. I think I'm open-minded, ready to try a bunch of different things. If you want to go hiking, want to hang out let's do it if you want to watch a movie let's do it i'm usually down for anything and so i think i'm a great friend i think i'm there for my friends i they can call me at any time we can talk about anything that's free of judgment i think i'm a great friend to have and therefore i think that i should not be in relationships that don't serve me i shouldn't be in environments that don't serve me what's the point of that if I think so highly of myself, why would I put myself in situations that don't fuel that high version of myself, that don't fuel my creativity, that don't fuel fuel my happiness? Why would I do that? And so in this sense, I know I'm a good person, or at least I try to be, and I'm actively trying to be, and I actively try to do it on the internet. So not only do I, you know, Feel as though I I am a good person, but I should know that with everything in me, or know that at least that's something that I'm striving towards. I'm not a perfect person. I'm a great person all the time. I'm not like super giddy and super. Sometimes I am judgmental. Duh, I'm a human being, and I'm working on changing that and working on being more open minded and working on being a better person. And so because of that, I'm really proud of that. And so I think I'm a great friend for that. And I think everyone who has me in their life in that capacity as like a really close friend is very lucky and that they should move accordingly and I think that I'm also extremely lucky to have the friends that I have and if I don't feel that way about my friends they should not be my closest friends they should not be my immediate external environment and that's the same for you if you don't think your friends are the greatest people on planet earth uh, babes you need to find new friends that's all I got to say about that you need to find new friends and so Yeah, if you're close enough to know me, you know I'm a good person. And if you don't know me, then you shouldn't be speaking on me, period. I should not be speaking on people I don't know as if I know them. I shouldn't be like, oh my god, yeah, that girl. Like, she's she's just so, like, and she thinks she's and No, ew, yuck. That's disgusting energy to carry. Please stop doing that. If you're that person, stop doing that immediately. It's gross. Um, But, yeah, like, just knowing that I am the best version of me or I'm striving to be a better version of me and I have people around me who make me feel that way and who make me feel like a better version of myself every single day I'm done sort of paying attention to how anyone outside of that really perceives me and I'm done proving myself and trying to prove my worth and my value to people who really just don't care because they're not I'm not what they're looking for and that's fine there are seven billion people on the planet honestly the title of this episode should just be seven billion people and people are gonna be like what the fuck is this title but it's so true like this is everything that I feel as though I've learned and uncovered in like the last two weeks is the importance of boundaries and no one ever really talks about it. everyone just talks about like protect your peace protect your energy but no one actually understands how to physically implement that in their lives and the absolute drastic changes that it makes in your day-to-day living if you're around people who are consistently filling you up if your triangle is balanced you are going to have such a positive outlook on life you're going to think you can conquer the world because when we're given the confidence to do so when we're given the perception that everything in the world we are deserving of is good and is going to propel us to the next move and we can be successful and we can do everything we dream of our reality changes and that is so true but when you feel The opposite, it can be really detrimental and really dangerous for your mental health. And it means you're not living a full life. And so I am very much, I'm not at, you know, 100% with my boundaries. I feel like I'm getting there. But it's so important and it's so great um, that I've been able to realise this at such a young age. Because I think it's something that not a lot of people realise until they're much older. Because in the society, we've just been conditioned to be yes men, really. And people please. And it's not until you step back from that and realize you're not for everybody, but at the same time, you can have your boundaries respected and adhered to, and you can also learn to do the same for other people, to be a better person to them and to be a better sister, a friend, a daughter, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever you might be. I'm just saying those because those are the terms that I go by, but, um yeah i just think it's so important and i think that it's so great and that um people should definitely talk about this more so i wanted to start a conversation on boundaries so if you liked this episode let me know i'm so so excited to be back i'm so excited to be doing this this fills my cup um and i've been really really empty without it and so i knew this is one of the things i had to get back into regardless of how i felt about recording an episode so, I know I say this every episode, let's hope I'm consistent this time. But I am really thankful for your energy. I'm really thankful for the space that you guys continue to give me, the space that we've created here. At Please don't leave the table in our little community. Um, I am coming out with some new stuff on the store very, 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 very soon. I have been stitched up in the worst way, but I will probably make like a business episode about that in case anyone wants to start a clothing business or a business of any kind. I've got hella tips as someone who's been doing it for about two years now. Um, it's just, it's insane. It's insane how much shit business owners, especially small business owners go through. Um, So, yeah, thank you so much for um, listening to this episode. Thank you so much for being here with me. And I love you. And make sure you fill your cup. And that is your challenge for the week, to fill your cup to the brim so that you can give... To other people and be a better version of yourself and give from a place of abundance rather than resentment and emptiness because that's never fun and no one likes a resentful person so yeah i love you um i look forward to recording more episodes for you guys um have a fantastic morning afternoon or evening depending on what time you're listening to this listening to this at i it's 9 p.m right now so i'm I'm going to go and say hi to my roommate because I think she's home and I've missed her because I've been away. So I love you. Enjoy. Um, And yeah, I'll see you guys next week.